Well, hi there, and welcome to Take Two with Jerry and Debbie. I'm Debbie Giorgiani with Jerry Usher, and hopefully you. This is a live call-in show. We'd like uh, your participation, please. We, we count on the Take Two family because we're asking the great question, what other decade do you wish you had grown up in? Oh, we got a lot to share about this one, Jerry. Well, we do. Yeah. I mean, if there's one particular, maybe, maybe you did grow up in all of those decades. Because <laughs> <laughs> some of us are old enough to have, have uh, gotten a little taste of all of them. But if you could look back and choose any one particular decade and say, you know, I really wish I could have grown up during that decade. Maybe you did. Uh, and if you didn't, we'd certainly love to have you weigh in on this as well. And if you did, why was that such a great decade for you personally? What do you kind of reminisce about it? 833 833- 288-EWTN, 833-288-3986. That is the question we're asking today. Um, it's I think it's a very a good question to ponder because, um, you know, there were times that, you know, those decades that just seemed so much more um, simpler and um, wholesome. You know, I, I would say it, what comes to mind, now maybe people will disagree with me, is the 1950s. The fifties, I think, are I just, I just, uh, maybe it's the TV shows. I don't know. Um, I just think when when uh, women were women and men were men, and there was this just beautiful politeness and just a real uh, dignity and respect that you saw on TV anyway. I don't know if I didn't grow up in the fifties. I was born in the in, in nineteen sixty five, but I always hear about that. I you know watch the stories, the movies, the old uh, black and white movies, Jerry. Mm. Doesn't mm-hmm. get any better than that. <laughs> well, it's funny. Yeah, you kind of uh, anticipated me. I was going to say uh, the 1950s also. And I was also going to say because of the way uh, they were um, uh, presented on, on TV in many ways, you know, uh, Happy Days and, you know, Laverne and Shirley and some of the, the sitcoms and other TV shows and movies mm-hmm. and things like I that. I love Lucy. I love, yeah, it seems like it would have been, and I just missed the 50s by a, a few years, not not that many. So, yeah, I probably would have picked the 50s. Also, I, I love the 70s, actually, my high school years. Those were great as well, and uh, lots of great memories of that. So I would say for me, probably the 50s and the 70s mm-hmm. are the two decades in my life that uh, I would have either liked to have been in a part of, 1950s, or I'm glad that I was a part of in the 1970s. Yeah. I really didn't enter into the disco era. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't care for it at all. You know, kind of the big, you know, fluffy hair and the, and the bell bottom, you know, I didn't like, well, the bell bottoms are back, I will tell you. (laughs) Um, But you know what I'm trying to, I, I wasn't a big disco. Were you a big disco person? Um, you know, I'm probably embarrassed to admit it, but I, I did get into it a little bit. I, I think did. there was no okay. avoiding it, you know, mm-hmm. to, to be honest, I think nobody could totally avoid it, but I kind of look back now and I say, I don't think I'd go for that if it came back. Yeah. It's <laughs> well, it is starting to come, you know, people have disco parties. That's that the right? big thing right now. Yeah. Yeah. The retro parties. Have you, maybe you did that. Maybe you had a retro party for a birthday or a special event. Can you share that with us? I know the, like the roaring twenties and stuff like that. And, and those kinds of uh, great events the, those, I, there was a few fundraisers I attended that, um, that you got dressed up in that, in that uh, era. So that was really cool. Would you share with us what decade uh, um, that you wished you had grown up in? Uh, we'd like to hear from you. Um, why does this relate to our current, um, 
you know, our, our current state of what, where we're at in our spirituality. It does. You'll see. Because you're probably, if you're thinking of that certain decade, you're probably thinking of when it was a, a better time. And let's face it, we're not in the best of times right now. So let's really talk about it. And maybe we could kind of get back to that a little bit. How's that? What a great idea. 833-288-3986. And young people, millennials, we invite you to call in because you may have heard or seen or read or watched on TV, you know, how things were in a, in a decade prior to before you were born. And you kind of look a little bit nostalgic at that and say, gee, it would have been kind of nice to have been a part of that. 833 833- Two eight eight three nine eight six. And again, since most of us, the majority of us, probably have lived in part or all of the last oh, 50 or 60 years, maybe, maybe there's a, a decade that was especially good to you and good for you. And you look back now, maybe it was just recently. Maybe it's this decade that we're in right now. Maybe it was the 1980s, maybe 1990s. Uh, just let us know if there was a, a decade in recent uh, memory that was particularly a blessing to you in your life, and you maybe wouldn't mind going through it again. Make it even mm-hmm. better. 833-288-EWTN, 833-288-3986. Uh, we, uh, we do count on the Take Two family. So if you're listening, if you hear the sound of our voices, we consider you part of the Take Two family. You don't have to be Catholic to call in. Maybe you just kind of tripped onto the station and the show and you're thinking, what's going on? What are they talking about? Well, we're a live call-in show, a safe platform for all of us to come together and share our lived experiences, our wisdom, our knowledge, our understanding of things. So we can um, all get a little bit smarter, right? Uh, as of today and a little bit closer to God, hopefully. So here's the number to dial. You'll speak to Matt Kabinsky. He's just delightful to talk to. And then he'll chat with you for a few minutes. You'll get to listen live and then you'll slip right into the discussion, just like we're having that discussion in your uh, living room. So just think of it like a virtual living room and we're just sitting around, um, you know, shooting the breeze, changing the world with our conversations. Here's the number. Get ready. Start dialing 833-288-3986. We all have important events that have occurred to us in our lives, and maybe there was an event or a series of events during a particular decade, uh, last decade, going back to, we could go back to the 19, maybe 1920s with some people who are listening right now, perhaps, or at least definitely the 30s. But if there was an event that happened to you and really was impactful, share that, you know, and how important that was and um, how meaningful it is for you that it took place when it did. Maybe you were raising your kids during a particular decade and it was, it was, it was better, you know, as Debbie said earlier on the show, maybe a more um, innocent time, maybe a more peaceful time, maybe uh, morals were stronger. Um, So if there was a time when you were raising your own kids and you would like to weigh in on that as well, you're welcome to do so. We have calls being screened right now by Matt Gabensky and Jeff Burson is on social media. Our producer today is Ace McKay and Matt looks forward to talking with you and getting you up on the board here at 833-288-3986. Okay, we're waiting for you. So think about it for just a moment and then call in and share with the world what decade Um, that you wish you had grown up in. We'd love to hear from you. We love the details about the Take Two family at 833-288-3986.
Well, this is your show. It's Take Two with Jerry and Debbie and you. You always make it a great, impactful conversation, and we know you're going to do that today as well. We'll get to your calls momentarily here. 833-288-3986. Is there one particular decade that you did grow up in or maybe was part of your life at some point along the way? And you, uh, you would like to just maybe uh, give a shout-out for that decade. Or maybe there was a, a decade or a time, a year in particular, that you did not grow up in, but you wish you could. We've talked on the, on the show already about events that have happened, maybe raising your own kids during certain time periods. Uh, do you wish you were part of a particular TV family? What about the music of a particular era? 833 833- Two eight eight three nine eight six, and you know you can carry EWTN with you everywhere when you download the free EWTN app. Uh, you can jo- enjoy EWTN live TV and radio streams, audio and video on demand, EWTN news, program schedules, prayers, and devotionals. Just download the EWTN app at EWTNapps.com. I was just talking, we were just talking with Ace McKay, our producer, and we were talking about how like, wouldn't it have been cool during like, oh, I said, during Elvis's time, the late 50s, early 60s, and then Ace brought up the Beatles, you know, you have all these uh, really incredible artists, music, musical artists that, that really changed really a lot of the world, right? That would have been cool to grow up during. Do you remember any of that? Cause I was right on the cusp of when you were being born. <laughs> well, I, I do. Yeah. Because, you know, I mean, music was such a big part of my life since mm-hmm. I got into radio to be uh, originally to be a disc jockey. So yeah, I think uh, the seventies, I, I love the seventies music, you know, like um, the Bee Gees. E- Eagles, Is that the Bee Gees? Uh, yeah. The Bee Gees were, yeah, I like the Bee Gees. Yeah. But like Eagles and, and Chicago and Boston and Aerosmith. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wow. I liked Crosby, Stills, Nash and Young. When it was mm-hmm. Young was with them. Do you remember mm-hmm. that? Oh, yeah. That was the beginning. Okay, should we hear what, uh, let's, you know what, you can join us, please join the conversation. We've got a lot to share today. We need you. 833-288-3986. Let's go to Florida and hear what Lisa has to say. She's on Sirius XM 130. That's the way she's listening. First time caller. Hi, Lisa. Welcome to Take Two. Hi. Hi, how are you? Great. How are you? Good. I thought it was a really interesting topic of conversation because um, I grew up in the 80s um, and early 90s, I guess, and my mom and dad always talked about, you know, the 50s and how great they were, and so I always watched those shows on UTV, and oh my goodness, I just wish my daughter was growing up. (laughs) She's eight now, and I just think, oh my Lord, all the stuff I have to constantly make sure she doesn't watch or filter. Mm-hmm. Isn't that interesting? Yeah, I'm glad you mentioned that, Lisa, because when you think about it, how fast we are literally just hurtling toward demise and destruction. It's like in the, even in the last year, the last three years, the last five years, the morals have just declined so very, very rapidly. I mean, we, we really can, like you said, Lisa, look back at a time like the 50s. I, let's face it. There, it's not that there wasn't any immorality or sin or anything like that going on, but it was definitely a simpler time, and I would say a, a more wholesome time as well. Debbie, mm-hmm. I don't know if you got thoughts on that. I, but. I totally agree. And, and Lisa, you know, 
the thing that I loved about those and those old those older shows are st- there those old shows are still coming back. You know, kids are watching them. That's why they have the the cable lineup for that. It's not just for us, um, you know, older adults that are that are wanting to go back and reminisce. It's the younger kids are really loving the retro stuff. They uh, we we can see that in their music, even with like Michael Bublé, Michael Bublé and others. Um, you know, they're 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 singing the older songs, the Dean Martin songs, the Frank Sinatra songs. Why? Why is that? Because I think there is a, a hunger for a wholesomeness. There is a, a desire to have things be very, you know, beautiful, not so complicated. I think this world has become very complicated. Although we have technology that is, it, it's supposed to make our lives, you know, uh, faster and more efficient and easier and simplify things. It's actually made it complicated in so many ways because we, 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 we've stopped using our beautiful imagination and we we rely on all these gadgets to to fill us with all the necessary information. How do you feel about that, Lisa? Because I'm I, I I feel like as I get older, every single really month <laughs> as I age, I want to go back to a real simple time. Do you ever feel that? I do, and I'm trying to teach my daughter the same thing. We just finished building a house, and so we swim a lot in the pool and. I just think about her friends who want to play on their little um, tablets, and I think, no, no, play in the pool, play outside, let's go to the park, because that's how I grew up, um, at least where, you know, the part of um, in the north where we grew up, and things were safe, and we would pick blueberries and just do fun things as kids with my brothers, yeah. and I want mm-hmm. her to have that, and, and it is beautiful, and mm-hmm. um, I, I just want that for her, so that's why I was thinking, oh, the 50s sound so nice. <laughs> yeah, well, you can kind of create your own 1950s uh, in a sense in terms of the things that you're you're referring to. You know, the the health healthy uh, environment for your family and the wholesomeness and and the innocence too. I mean, we really had innocence, you know it was yes. it was just, it was so scandalous. You know, even when I was in high school in, in the 1970s, if someone went into the the boys' room and smoked a cigarette, you know, that was like, oh my, you know. Now yeah. it's like. <laughs> They take guns into schools and things like that. So, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. anything else, Lisa? Before we let you go, sure. And sure, one thing. Um, you know, I, I am doing that with my daughter. For instance, when we went to Disney and we saw two, I'm going to go there. So forgive me if I do this, but um, we saw two grown men holding hands, and she asked me if you know that was okay. And I said, well, typically, you know, boys can hold hands with their friends, but that's the only reason they should be holding hands. And I'm teaching her a man should love a woman and a man should marry a wife and that's how she's going to grow up. So she's going to grow up in the same world I did. And, you know, we're just going to be innocent and, and, right. and be true to God's word in the Bible. I loved how you said that, Lisa. Be true to God's word in the Bible. I love that. You sound like a great mom. I think it's wonderful to have those, those um, experiences with, with your child. Um, you know, they, they should have that time to just be innocent and use their imagination. I love it. So thanks, Lisa. Thanks for weighing in. Call us again sometime. <laughs> I'm just smiling because I remember our mother telling us so many times, get out of the house. Just get out of the house. Go do something. <laughs> That's because there were so many of you boys. That's well, why we she would... was probably saying, leave. <laughs> just leave the house so I can clean the house. <laughs> we, 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 we would catch snakes and, and frogs and build tree houses and go just deep out into the woods and hope we found our way out before it got dark. And <laughs> Anybody else take two family? Anybody yeah, else you mean you were a normal wanna... boy. That's what you're trying to say. Of, 
yeah. you know, the, the decade that you grew up in, what was special about it? What, uh, what helped, what helped it make you do the person that you are today? Mm-hmm. You know, and uh, if you, if there was a decade that you, if you don't go back all the way, but you look back at maybe the 1940s, you know, they talk about the greatest generation and the, you know, the twenties and if there was a decade that you wish you'd grown up in or tell us about one that you did. 833-288-3986. Can I share a little secret with you publicly? Sure. Okay. So you were talking about your mom saying to, to you kids, you know, go out of the house, get out of the house, get out of the house. I used to say that to my boys as well, you know, and they would ride their bikes all around the neighborhood. And I used to love when I would get a call from one of the neighbors saying, your son's over here and it's dinner time. He's just going to stay. And I'm like, oh, that's great. Can you take the other one too? Yeah, right. <laughs> I used to love that when they would do that. <laughs> then you didn't have to cook dinner. <laughs> there you go. Oh, All right, 833-288-3986. Please, please feel free to join us, 833-288-3986. We, got it. we went from a first-time caller, now we have a first-time listener, Ulysses in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, listening on WSFI. Hi, Ulysses, welcome. Hey, wow, <laughs> how are you? Great, so, so glad you tuned in today, just at the right time. Thank you, thank you. Yes, it was a very spontaneous moment, and uh, wow, a very thought-provoking question. Good, good. So what would you like to say I, about uh, it? But, well, I'd say, uh, yes, I've had some wonderful years myself, you know. I'm a product of the 50s, okay? 1952 to be exact. Wow. But when you when you pose the question of when would I like to be born? Wow, uh, that kind of kind kind of set me back for a second. You know, mm-hmm. uh, uh, really, actually, I guess it set me forward because in answering your question, I think I would pick the year twenty eighty five. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, a, a future date. You know, I mean, I, I'm a black American, okay, raised, born and raised in New Orleans, residing in Milwaukee at present. And, uh, you know, although my childhood, I've got such very great, memorable experiences with my friends, families, you know. Like the one guy says, uh, hunting, camping, the swamps of Louisiana. Wow, that was uh, the big difference from the hardwoods of the north, okay? You know, you might not make it out of the swamps of Louisiana yeah, as mm-hmm. a bunch of kids, you know? Yes. <laughs> Matter of fact, once I stood over a, a coral snake right between my legs without mm-hmm. knowing it, and the guy had to shoot it, you know? He said, don't move, okay? But in more about you, you know, the question, yes, 2085, I would like to see how we as a nation, as a world, have adjusted to our issues. Wow. Our issues on, pardon? Mm-hmm. I said, wow, that is brilliant. Go ahead, go ahead, please, sir. Uh, you know, yes, our, our issues on economy, race, all, all, all these, wow, very mm-hmm. delicate matters that we face in the world. Yes, I would like to 
think that, uh, well, I, I can sit back someday. Jeez, this is going to make me cheer up. You know, I could sit back someday and say, wow, we've come a long way. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Ulysses, I, I have to tell you, you are such an amazing optimist. I love that. You're, you're a forward thinker. You know, it's, it's interesting. You actually brought a whole new perspective to this conversation because it is easy to look backwards, right? And to pick out the things that we think it, 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 it could be like again, it should have been like, you know, and stuff like that. But you're going forward and you want improvements. You want to see advancements. You want to see how people grow. I love that. That's, you know, that's really where, where God is, is, is more at because he doesn't want us to always reflect. I mean, to reflect and appreciate, yes, but to reflect and to stay in that place in the past, that's not always necessary, necessarily a good thing in, um, for our, for our growth. But what you're saying is go forward and really, you know, make a difference and grow. I love that. Thank you so much. That was huge. You know, Jerry and I are both life coaches. So that, that is music to our ears. If you don't mind, let me uh, interject that, yes, I guess that this by statement, I feel maybe impactful to some of your audience as to reflect that, wow, it wasn't so peaceful for some of us. Hmm. It wasn't so great for some. I mean, although, you know, we laughed and played and all the the sword of Damocles always was over our head and, and remains so. So, yes, you, you, the audience, I, I'm glad for those who prospered both spiritually and others. But uh, reflection, yes, it, it maybe bring out a little more compassion. For, mm -hmm. yes, uh, a dream. Uh, you know, people dreaming about when they could maybe have uh, prospered better in the past, this, that, the other. But gee, for everyone, it wasn't so. Mm. And um, their reflection can maybe make it so in the future. Well, well, Ulysses, you know what? You're really pointing to an important fact here, I think, and that is we, we talked earlier about perception, you know, and the way, for, just for example, take the 50s again, because we were talking about that, the way that the 50s were presented to us, you know, was, um, like, like I said, the happy days, Laverne Shirley, um, um, what was the name? Le Leave it to Beaver, I think it was the 50s or the 60s. And so, you know, p things can be presented to us in a certain way. And perhaps, you know, I'm, I may be guilty right now myself of thinking, wow, then, you know, overall it was kind of like that. But you said your own experience was in, in some ways different from that. And I really, I agree with what Debbie said, you know, looking forward, being, you know, forward thinking, forward looking, being hopeful, hopeful, because you mentioned some things that are going on right now, you know, the economic difficulties, the race tensions and all of that. And I think you were alluding to a time when you'd like to think we'll be beyond those things. And I, I hope and pray that, you know, history will look back and say, you know, how could, how could people have lived the way that they did in some, in some ways, you know, with some of the things that we're going through right now. So... Anyway, any final comment, Ulysses, before we let you go? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Love, leave it to Beaver. Still watch, still watch Andy and Mayberry, okay? Mm -hmm. uh, uh, I kind of lost a thought there. Um, 
Mm. Wow. You know, well, thanks for uh, letting me express. Okay. Ab- absolutely. absolutely. Well, you were a first time listener, but that's not going to be that way anymore. So we hope you stay in touch with us. Continue to listen and call us again. Will you do that, sir? Hey, yeah, yeah I, I think I could because I've been, um, I, it's really uh, something that I tuned to your station just yeah. now because I have been trying to increase my my spirituality. Cool. Very nice. Very nice. Well, awesome. you're part of the Take Two family, so thank you. Have a beautiful rest of your day. Wow, that was a great call. 833-288-3986. Don't be bashful. It's your platform here. Talking today about a decade that you did grow up in that you felt was good, bad, indifferent, or if there was a decade you wish you had grown up in. 833, or a year for that matter, 833-288-3986. Come on. What a great discussion we're having today about the decade that really stands out for you. Um, Great insights and and ideas here. Uh, So we want you to continue on social media. Jeff Burson is monitoring social media. Ace is at the controls and Matt Kabinsky is answering your calls. So Jerry, if it's okay with you, let's go to Chris. And Chris is in Illinois uh, listening on the EWTN app. Hi, Chris. Hello. I just wanted to share a little bit. I was born in the mid-50s, grew up in the 50s and 60s, and had a wonderful childhood. Majority of it was outside playing, but, you know, my mom was home, and if my mom wasn't home, my neighbor's mom was home. We all played together, and it was safe for us to run the neighborhoods and ride our bikes to the Dairy Queen and play dodgeball after dark. But, you know, that's not the same for a lot of children growing up now. And I don't know how we can rectify that. I'm blessed that my grandchildren live in a community that they can do that. But it's a rare situation for kids to have that kind of freedom anymore. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, and Chris, I think there's a, a lot of factors that go into this. We could probably sit here and list a lot of them, so many of the societal ills that are plaguing us right now. But I think some of the major ones, you know, of course, are the, the breakdown of the family. It sounds like you had, you, hopefully you did have a very, you know, good family environment and all of that. But, you know, the breakdown of the family is just such a, a crucial part of what we're experiencing right now, the absence of fathers, um, you know, the, what's presented to our, our young people in particular, I think, especially on media and you know, social media and the things that they, they just put into their minds and their ears and their eyes and their hearts. You know, so, uh, yeah, it, it really is a different uh, it, it is a different world. And, you know, it's 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 a blessing for any families who are able to kind of, you know, build around themselves. I don't want to say this bubble or anything. You don't want to be, you know, isolated completely from the world. But you really have to be protective nowadays, Debbie, mm-hmm. I think anyway. I agree, but wouldn't you also say, Chris and Jerry, that um, you can cre- we can create certain very um, controlled, you know, protected 
events and environments for our kids and our grandkids, you know, we're not going to be able to do that all the time. But like if we, if there was a, a, I guess an event we're having in our our backyard or something of that nature, there are things we can do so we can create that environment for our children and grandchildren so they can experience just being kids. That's, that's really where my come from is, Chris, is that I just feel like so many of them are growing up so fast and and they're not they're they're missing out on all the the really cool simple things that we enjoyed that really just uh, expanded our imagination and just let us just be kids and 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 not look at the clock and just let time go and enjoy nature and so that's i i think we we just have to get more creative when it comes to our kids and grandkids what do you say chris i i think you're right there's a lot of people growing up that don't have yards, or if they have a yard, it's not very big. And if they're in the neighborhood, they have fences up. Yep. So I think really as a community, as neighborhoods, we need to reach out and make occasions for these children to find safe ways to have fun instead mm-hmm. of staying in the house where they're protected. Mm-hmm. So that it's just a different environment. We have to think of different ways to right. make kids. Yeah, and we, we really have to take our hats off and give thanks to God for the men and women who are recognizing this, like you, Chris, and especially in some of the neighborhoods and cities and places where you know kids are just don't have uh, the the family structure or whatever. There are a lot of men and women who have you know maybe hit bottom, and because of that, they have they they bounced back and they are now devoting their lives to really helping kids, especially young kids, you know, to get what they didn't have growing up. So, mm-hmm. um, a lot of a lot of wonderful people out there trying to make a difference. Yep. Yep. Thanks, Chris. Thank you so much for weighing in on this. Okay. Beautiful call. We have great calls today. We always have great calls. Mm. You know, we're always, I love the Take Two family. I mean, look at them go. They're just filling up every single phone line plus. 833-288-3986. Okay. Miguel is next in Georgia listening on The Quest. Hi, Miguel. Thanks for taking time to call us today. Uh, Hi. Um, so, um, I had a cousin and his name was Darren and he's not really with us no more, unfortunately, and Mm. I really miss him, but, so, he had a lot of friends and they were really happy around, like, they met, like, probably in, like, 08 or 09, but they're really close and around maybe 2012 and 13, and I was, like, mm-hmm. a, a little kid at that time. But I wish I was older, and uh, because, like, they um, they had so much fun. And I wish I could be at that time because then I would be with him, you know, and mm. um, he seemed really happy, and it would have, like, tripled my memories with him. And, it, mm-hmm. like, he was always, like, my favorite cousin, and we were... You're pretty close, and I just miss him, you know? Mm. Yeah. Wow, Miguel, it sounds like Darren had quite an impact on you. Um, do you have any, you know, really in, in particular, like, any special qualities about Darren, or what, what, what was it that made him so so much attractive that you would wish you'd been around him more? Well, um, he was, like, awesome. Like, you know, he was really kind and stuff. And he helped me, especially with my school, a lot. And um, he loved the guitar, 
and he taught um, theology of the body, and that, I, now that I'm older, it was really useful to me, and I just wish I could be with him. Mm-hmm. It sounds like he left us too soon, right, Miguel? So it was in 2019, October mm-hmm. 25th. It mm-hmm. was yeah. He was only 17. Oh, oh, wow. That's way too young. And so you're a teenager yourself, correct? Yes, I'm, o- I'm only 13. Oh, wow. You're only 13? You sound like you're about 18, 19 on the, on the uh, radio. That's awesome. Um, so, Miguel, would you, you know, th- there's such a thing as, as sometimes people say that, you know, y- you're kind of an old soul. Has anyone ever said that to you? You're an old soul. Like you have like this wisdom that's beyond your years. You have a grasp of things that, you know, that, that those are gifts from God. Has anyone ever told you that, that you just, you have an, 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 um, an understanding and an insight that is beyond uh, 13 years? Well, no, no one's really ever told me that. My mom's, my mom says I'm really kind and stuff, but no, yeah. no one's yeah. ever told me that. Well, you, 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 um, you demonstrate that in your words. And Miguel, I just wanted to say the beauty of, of you is that you are, you have remembered and you have those memories of your cousin. And that's a beautiful thing. And are you, are you Catholic, Miguel? Yes. I'm okay. Catholic. So when you receive, when you receive communion, you are very close to your cousin, very close. It sounds like he, he was an incredible spiritual young man. Okay, so you're very, very close. And we, we are united in so many ways spiritually and as the body of Christ. And we don't, sometimes we don't tap into that enough. And so, Miguel, I just would encourage you to really um, put your mind towards that and, and think of your cousin. Always remember your cousin, if you can, in prayer, because every soul that has, has left us, we should remember them um, so that they, they, you know, to be, to be sure to get to heaven. And it's a beautiful thing. But Miguel, you have the memories, the strong memories, and then you get to create more of, of that legacy. And I think that's wonderful. And that's what your cousin would want for you is for you to continue on and just, uh, continue what, what he, um, what he, uh, planted in those wonderful seeds in you, because obviously he made an impact. And that's a, that's a great thing. Cause a lot of family members don't feel that way about other family members, but you do about your cousin. So God bless you, sweetheart. You're, you are a kind, beautiful soul. Thank you. You guys are awesome. Oh, Aww. God bless you, Miguel. Thank you very much. And we will, we've added, I'm sure you've already added Darren, his cousin Darren, I did. to the I prayer added book Darren about. to the prayer book. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very good. Um, okay. We were talking today about a year, a decade that you wish you had been a part of, had grown up in, maybe you were a part of or grew up in, and it was just, uh, you know, memorable to you for, well, you, you fill in the blank, 833 833- Two eight eight three nine eight six. Pat is in Cleveland. Our our affiliate there is the Rock. Hello, Pat. Thank you for waiting and welcome. Hi, Jerry. Hi, Debbie. You know, when I was listening to Eubistes, he was already saying some things that I was going to be talking about. How uh, every age has its problems, and I think the world is always getting better and worse at the same time. Mm-hmm. I think uh, I think uh, racially, I think we have better moving in a direction of more racial justice now than it was in the 1950s. But at the same time, family breakdown is so much worse that in the early 50s, over 90% of African-American kids grew up with both their parents who were married to each other. 
Yeah, but now there's more economic opportunity for jobs, education, for people of all races. Uh, but like I said, the less people going to church, more people are anxious or depressed. Uh, I remember growing up in the 1960s and 70s, and the murder rate was so much higher than it is now. It was a much more dangerous place to live than our cities in the 60s and 70s than it is now. And there were riots, and there were all... People, I'll hear people, young people today say, our country has never been more divided than it is now. Well, they weren't around in 1968 or 1972. The country was way more divided then than it is now. You know, but if you go back to the 1860s, it was way more divided then. Well, we lost over a half million uh, soldiers in the Civil War, let alone the civilians. Yeah. And uh, so we're always getting better and worse at the same time. And we need to be trying to, like, draw out the strengths and encourage those who are doing the right thing and try to work for uh, what's good and keep things from, from getting worse all at once. Yeah. Well, that's an interesting insight, Pat, and I'm glad you shared it because things are very cyclical, and I think we go through those. Like you said, things get better and worse at the same time. And, um, you know, I think there are a lot of people who, um, you know, commit themselves to making the world a better place. I, I, I like to believe that there are good people who do bad things, not bad people who do good things. You know, in other words, you know, we're all, you know, through through the creation by God, we're created in His image and likeness, and especially, of course, through baptism, we have the that uh, divine mark on our soul. But people are people are generally pretty good, but they get into uh, situations and families and living lives and environments and stuff like that that really kind of create a lot of uh, you know resentment and anger and hatred and division. And we really, uh, we really need to be kind of striving to work against that. And it sounds like you've got a, a heart to do just that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Debbie, do you have any thoughts for Pat? Yeah, I just wanted to say if I uh, or ask Pat if I can borrow what you just said because I thought it was brilliant. Where you said the world is always getting better and worse at the same time. That is brilliant. That just hit me. Um, in, in such a deep way. And, and you're spot on because I remember growing up in that time. I grew up in uh, northern New Jersey, uh, right near some uh, some of the bigger cities. And uh, I remember the riots. I remember them as a little kid. And uh, yeah, the, the world is always getting better and worse at the same time. That is brilliant, Pat. Have you said that before? Is this the first time you launched this, uh, this on uh, publicly? Hmm. That's the first time I've said it on the radio. I've said it to people before, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That is, that's incredible. I love that. No, it's true. But it, that is true. And, and, you know, that does get us to, to appreciate what we had, and it gets us to strive for something better and to appreciate the present moment. Right, Pat? Yeah, and, and try to keep our eyes open to read the signs of the time, as Vatican II said. To, well, what is really going on, you know? How can we make it better? But uh, one thing that uh, I think Jerry said was about how you have good people doing bad things, and sometimes it's out of weakness or anger, but sometimes the good people are doing, uh, uh, trying to make, do things that are, that are really bad, making the culture worse out of good intention. And my daughter right now is, uh, she's executive director of Right to Life in Northeast Ohio, and there are some ballot initiatives in Ohio right now that are kind of scary uh, for in terms of abortion and parental rights and other things. And she has run into people working on the other side who are very committed, thinking they're doing the right thing. <laughs> and she says they just don't know. 
but they're good people. But they're, they're doing something that's really evil, but they think they're doing something good. They're trying to help. Yeah. Yeah, as you were saying that, I think uh, if memory serves me right, you know, in the Bible, you know, early Christian days, you know, uh, many of the anti-Christian, uh, you know, religious people, you know, were, were killing, they were killing the first Christians, thinking they were doing something holy and, and righteous, you know, and in the name of God. So, um, and, and it's it's just a matter of you know education and praying for for people, and um, you know, people. We've seen so many people turn their lives around. You know, you mentioned, uh, you know, the uh, the whole uh, abortion issue. We got well, we got Abby Johnson, a beautiful example of that. You know, through through really just through the love and witness of the people who, you know, would would be at the abortion clinics and uh, you know talking to her, showing her love, not condemnation, not judgment, and uh, so yeah, people can people can definitely turn things around and change their lives in big big ways. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, Pat. Thank you so much for sharing today. And would you thank your daughter for the fine work that she's doing? I certainly will. Thank. You. Thank, thank you, you very much. Back to more of your calls in a moment. I want to tell you about another show that comes on before ours does in the morning. It's More to Life, More the Number Two Life with Dr. Greg and Lisa Popchak, Monday through Friday morning, 10 Eastern Time, right here on many of these same EWTN stations. Dr. Greg and Lisa help listeners navigate the waters of family life with really excellent solutions straight from the genius of Pope John Paul II's Theology of the Body, which Miguel referenced his cousin Darren mm-hmm. was teaching at a young age age. More to Life with Dr. Greg and Lisa Popchak, Monday through Fridays, 10 a.m. Eastern Time here on EWTN Radio. They do a great job. Okay, Harold is up next in Ontario, Canada, listening on the Station of the Cross. Hi, Harold. Welcome. Hello. Hello. Uh, uh, Thank you for taking my call. And um, yeah, I, um, in terms of the topic, uh, really nice conversation there. Uh, You know, really uh, um, thought it was... uh, uh, pretty insightful there about uh, history, I guess, uh, being cyclical and, uh, you know, things that are going right and wrong at the same time. I know it's, uh, it's always uh, a fact, I guess. We can say that um, that we uh, we learn from, you know, if we don't learn from history, history uh, tends to repeat itself. Uh, when I think about the decades, I, I, I think, you know, in terms of growing up, I was born in the 70s, um, but I come from a family that has, uh, seems to have uh, always been uh, followed around by communism and being persecuted uh, because of our Catholic stance. And was always, when I was only about nine years old, uh, I actually happened to uh, be living in a country where um, communist regime uh, in the, with the Sandinistas uh, broke out. Uh, but one of the things that I did enjoy, I noticed, uh, was you know, the clarity that the leadership of uh, our church uh, had at the time in combating ideologies and things that were against the gospel. Um, again, um, we don't, uh, we just have to be honest, I don't think we have that clarity anymore uh, with our leadership. Um, I also think that um, that God has, has a vocation, I think, for our lay people to really stand up and, and learn the faith ourselves. Um, I think that we are born uh, and, and live in a time uh, and we are given the tools necessary, spiritual and otherwise, to, to be able to combat evil in our time, to be able to build a kingdom. And I think that we have to be honest as lay people that uh, we do have, uh, you know, overall, we do have cat, uh, Catholic leadership that is very weak. And uh, I think we have to start with the truth, and that's what's happening. Um, you know, whereas uh, places where I've been to, I've worked in missionary activities in Swan, Latin America, and other places, 
you get the perspective uh, of that, uh, to know that at, time, at one time in history, Catholic leadership was clear, and uh, they were able and willing to sacrifice even their own lives to, to be able to stand up for the gospel. And that's not what we see uh, these days. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, you know, it's time to kind of pick up the, our own cross and, and, and fight the battle. Um, you know, it reminds me of uh, one of the, the hobbits in that Lord of the Rings when they talk about the sleepless malice. Uh, it's always there, right? And so if we're aware of it, then, uh, you know, we, we do what we can from from uh, from our own perspective. I think that's mm-hmm. that's kind of like what I was called, uh, you know, in my heart. I, mm-hmm. I, you know, had the insight of calling uh, to kind of let, you know, uh, kind of express that. Sure. Uh, you know, I, I noticed that when it comes to the whole, you know, confusion of the faith and so on, and the, I think the way I see it, the infiltration of uh, ideologies like, you know, uh, liberation theology and the like in our church. In Latin America, it was mainly uh, through economic uh, divisions. Uh, in, the, in the States, in Canada, I see it as this whole uh, racial thing. Uh, and uh, we, we can see that it's going to result in the same chaos. Mm-hmm. Um, and so let's pray. And I think that, you know, lay people like yourselves and everyone that's listening that's not, uh, you know, uh, minister, if you will, ordained, um, I think it's time for us to really take more of a leadership uh, with yeah. all respect and everything, but we have to start with mm-hmm. the truth. Mm-hmm. Well, Harold, you're, you're, you're spot on because, um, and, and it's interesting, uh, I, no coincidence, I think that you're listening on the station of the cross that one of their taglines is, you know, uh, the gospel message, the truth with charity and clarity. And, um, and that is, you, you're, I, I agree with you. I mean, it's time for, um, the truth, God's truth, right? The, the objective truth, the, the real truth, not the truth according to whomever. Um, so it's, it's interesting that you're saying this. Um, do I, do, do I see it in, in the ministry circle that I'm in? And, and does Jerry see it in the ministry circle that he's in? Uh, we are seeing the, the laity step up and do some really great things. And we are the church. Um, so it is important we, we um, support and build up the body of Christ as best we can. Uh, so we're with you on this. And I think the more that people step into ministry, um, we can help to shape things in a better way, uh, a more uh, honest and truthful way, and living according to God's, uh, God's commands. Right, Jerry? Well, I, I don't know exactly the percentages, but the probably 99% of the church is is the laity. Um, and, and as uh, Harold, you were alluding to, we need to always respect, um, you know, the legitimate authority within the church and, you know, those who are, who are, you know, really holy shepherds and religious and all of that. But even, you know, Bishop Fulton Sheen, he said, you know, who's going to save our church? He really pointed out that it was going to be the lay people, you know, and it's up to the lay people to make sure that our, our clergy and religious and bishops act like who they they're supposed to be and thank god we have many many good ones unfortunately there are a lot of wolves in sheep's clothing all down through the centuries so laity have to be very much involved maybe we gotta mm-hmm. and, and harold get we have involved. to know our yes. faith get involved we have to mm-hmm. know our faith and be willing to stand up for it and if necessary even lay people mm-hmm. have been called to die for the faith in the past mm-hmm. and pray for our leaders pray for our yeah. priests and our clergy very important harold thank you so very much god bless you that was a great contribution to this discussion yeah the well, we, we get some notes uh, ahead of time on, on what callers want to say, and Debbie Judy was going to mention that the 40s uh, was a decade that she wished she had been a part of because there was more patriotism and more faith at that time. Mm-hmm. And there certainly took a lot of both of those because the state the world was in at that time. 
Mm. Yeah, with the uh, the um, yeah, there was a lot happening actually. If you're if you're a history buff, if you look at what was going on in um, in Nazi Germany and everything, I mean, you had a lot happening, a lot of things. Um, but Julie, you know, you talk about patriotism and and faith. Um, you know, it's interesting if you are if any any of you history buffs out there. Um, and if you go back into the forties, uh, Julie, Julie makes a good point, Jerry, because if you look at the military people that, that served during that time, they were very much, uh, deeply, uh, rooted in their, in their faith. They conducted their lives like that. They had their military careers that, that actually, um, uh, demonstrated that and their faith really did play a lot of, of who of who they who they were and who they continued to be after they served. So you know that's a good point there because that is true. If you, if any of you history buffs, you'll know what I'm talking about. You read about these uh, people that served in World War One and Two and and Vietnam and Korean War. I mean, these men and women were incredible, incredible when you when you when you when they when they talk about their faith life. And yeah, and the times we live in right now call for heroes, uh, political, cultural, social heroes, but also saints. We, we need saints more than anything else right now. And we know you, the, the, the Take-Two family who are raising your kids right now or influencing your grandkids. We know that you get that, you understand that. And it is just such a blessing to interact with you each and every day on this program and, and see you know, the, the future really is bright. We know God can turn any situation around and there's a lot of good going on in the world right now. Right now, let us not turn a blind eye to that. I, mean, I think mm-hmm. we really need to recognize the good things that are happening, get mm-hmm. behind those things, and then also, you know, work hard to root out those things that are, you know, leading us away from God. That's true. Absolutely. Well, tomorrow, folks, we do, we want to get the information out there so you can make some good decisions for your kids and your grandkids. Tomorrow night, we have a an amazing webinar with our guest, Adam Bly, talking about the occult and all these uh, party games. Um that are just kind of just run-of-the-mill party games that actually are very dangerous. They're leading people into the occult. So please join us for this webinar at StandTallToday.com and register. It's tomorrow, Jerry. Yeah, and tomorrow on the program here, it's our monthly All About Relationships. Any relationship you would like to talk about, good, bad, ugly, indifferent, we can always hope that we come away with stronger relationships. That's why we do that show once a month here on Take Two with Jerry and Debbie. Thanks again to Matt, Ace, and Jeff, the show team, and affiliates for carrying the program. Until tomorrow, we certainly always want to wish you a beautiful and blessed day. And St. Joseph, please pray for us.